Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so a lot has happened since our last broadcast, and uh, we had to tape in advance. So, you know, may only think it was a week ago, but we actually had to work ahead a couple weeks because I was uh, traveling to Germany, and then I went to the Maldives uh, for a big dive adventure, did some of the most extensive air travel I have ever done in my entire life, definitely spent more, on airline tickets than I've ever done for a trip in my entire life, which I hope not to repeat anytime soon. However, I did have four legs that were like 10 hours each in an airplane. So I am a bit jet lagged as we speak today, but uh, I'm ready to report on my findings as a, not necessarily as a, you know, a pilot, but as a passenger who was evaluating these international legs and pilots and and that kind of thing and by the way on the last leg of my flight it was with delta and i did have my eyes out looking for pilot peter from the bachelor and i can uh proudly report that he was not at the helm of my delta flight but he has been cited you've heard about this right oh yeah uh, you've kept us up to date on the whole situation yeah he, he's he's back in the cockpit as we speak so there is a chance that if you're flying Delta and you're waiting, you know, to exit the plane and they're standing up there going, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye, have a great day, bye-bye, it might be uh, Peter from uh, The Bachelor. So he's, he's back to work for Delta. So keep your eyes out if you care or smack them, <laughs> depending on, you know, how you feel about that show. Uh, anyway, back on, uh, you know, br- drawing the light back on me. Because that's really what this show is all about, as Dennis knows. Uh, These flights that I did were extensive. How how many long-haul flights have you been on before, Dennis? Have you ever done anything like this? The longest flight that we've done was a nonstop from Minneapolis to Honolulu about three years ago. And that was about an eight- to nine-hour flight. Way too long, is what you're saying. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Anything above, like, you know, three, four hours. You know, it's really going to test your patience if you're sitting behind a family with a couple small toddlers. Well, Which, good planning and getting the exit row seats so you have extra leg room is really helpful, too. No doubt. And uh, that'll be my first tip. Make sure if you're going to do a long haul flight that you do uh, something like premium economy at the bare minimum. Uh, I flew Lufthansa. Actually, I know how to say it now. Lufthansa. How's that? That was pretty good, wasn't hey, it? that's better. Your German's improved. Yes. It, all it took was, you know, four 10-hour flights back and forth to Germany and the Maldives, and I was able to finally pronounce their airline correctly. Uh, but it wasn't until the very last flight. But regardless, uh, they did a pretty good job. I'll, I will give Lufthansa 
uh, credit for delivering the goods in their premium economy section. Uh, despite the fact that I did get, you know, right behind the one flight, we had uh, some toddlers in front, but they were they weren't terrible. You know, but every once in a while, the kid would start screaming. And I was like, oh, my God, please, my noise-canceling headphones work. For Christ's sakes, can't they, can they block out the crying to baby thing? You know, they're getting better, but not quite to the point where they need to be just yet. But the seats did recline pretty nicely. I mean, it, it, what kind of blows I'm sure for the us? people behind you appreciated that. Well, immensely. they did because theirs did just as much. I mean, you know, you know, Lufthansa, you know, they're, uh, well, they're, it's a German airline, right? Isn't that what it is? Or what is it? Yes. Yeah. So they uh, had pretty good service. And, and it kind of blows because, you know, when you're flying domestic in the States, you know, th- this is basically like business class for domestic flights in the States. And it's like, come on, why can't we have that kind of service? Hey, give me a pair of socks. They gave me because we don't want to pay for it. Well, I, I, we pay the same price we would for a flight that they offer. There's no doubt. I mean, I could have flown American or Delta to Germany uh, for the same price. I just ended up booking this. It wasn't because uh, Lufthansa was more expensive. If anything, they had a better deal going than uh, the U.S. carriers that I was looking at. But regardless, their service just seems a little bit better than what we get in the, you know, do, domestically. It just, I don't, I don't understand it. They give you socks. They give you like earplugs for those crying babies. If you don't have the noise canceling head, headphones at work for crying baby sounds. I mean, they, they do a really good job. I just don't get it, but they have a higher standard of service when you fly these international carriers. I mean, that's just something that's, yeah, you've heard this, right? I have. I've unfortunately never had a chance to fly him yet, but I got to work on that. Yeah. I, you know, and I don't know if Lufthansa is uh sub, you know, they're a lot of those international carriers are um, supported by the, their local countries, you know, or their, their home countries a little bit. So there may be some of that stuff going on. I don't know, but regardless, it, you know, it just makes you shake your head and go, God, I wish we could pick up a little of this stuff back in the home in the States so we wouldn't have such an aggravating time to travel. But regardless, you know, they, you know, uh, uh, just once again, they did a great job. And my first tip, you know, premium economy at the bare minimum. I mean, if you can up, you know, update beyond that, you yeah, go for it. I will say, oh, I flew another one, Eurowings, which is another German airline, like a budget carrier, supposedly, I guess. And I don't know if they're a sister island of Lufthansa or, or what, but uh, the weird thing was I checked into Miami for my flight to Dusseldorf, Germany. Check this out. And I said, hey, are there any upgrades available at the ticket counter, right? And the lady goes, well, check with the attendant once you board the plane. I'm like, what? That doesn't work that way here in the States, right? Exactly. I was like, what do you mean? She said, yeah, just wait till you just tell her you're interested in an upgrade and and you will talk to the attendant once you get on the airplane. And I was like, this sounds wrong. So I actually went up a second time and asked before we boarded, like, oh, hey, they said, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. So sure enough, I get on the plane. The couple in front of me did the same thing, and, and they actually took a credit card right there and put them in business class. They asked me how much. I'm like, how much? No, I'll set where the hell I was supposed to in the first place. So it wasn't really a great deal, but 
But they were doing upgrades once you got on the airplane, which was kind of strange. But that didn't happen on Lufthansa. Didn't you try to, you know, like slip a 20 to the flight? Well, I, you know, I was thinking that might be a way to work. So just, keep, you know, keep that in mind for Eurowings if you ever fly them. And they did fine. I mean, uh, the, you know, the service that I had, it was premium comedy on that flight, too. It was nice. It reclined. I actually didn't even have anybody next to me on that flight. So that flight from Miami to Dusseldorf, Germany was very pleasant. But uh, regardless, you know, they, they did a great job uh, as as much as it can be for a 10-hour flight. You know, when you go through these, I, I'll tell you, you know, the other thing is break it up. Oh, my gosh. You know, you do one 10-hour flight's bad enough, but you, you do them back-to-back, you're killing yourself, if you ask me. So, you know, luckily I broke mine up a little bit, but I had some other people that were traveling that I was meeting that didn't do that, and they I thought I'd look like hell. <laughs> they looked like death warmed over, you know, zombies from The Walking Dead once they showed up at our destination, and it took them, you know, a good day Are you or sure so it wasn't, uh, you know, the the, uh, the coronavirus or something affecting Well, t- you know, that's a whole other thing. You know, uh, we, we got all the way over to the Maldives, and they actually had some cases in the in the local city. Uh, nearby where we're flying to and and i was worried about coming back to the states you know because it kind of broke when i was away and uh what happened when i came back i was like oh great now i'm gonna be delayed this is gonna be a big mess uh where i was flying back through jfk and uh sure enough we get off the airplane and i have a connection from jfk back to florida right and I'm, I have like a two and a half hour window. I'm thinking I got just enough time. And as soon as we get off the airplane and get in the hallway, I see thousands of people. I'm like, oh, great. And, and you know, there's people with face masks all over the place. I mean, I think that's one of the ports where they were directing all the Chinese folks that were trying to get back to the States. It was a mess. And here's a perfect testimonial for why you have to have global entry. That saved my butt. And uh, I, I can't imagine traveling without it at this point. And lo and behold, we get back and find out the folks in New York not only won't be able to apply for global entry, they can't even renew the global entry they have now to uh, set them up for the next five years. It's time for them to renew because they're having a little issue with driver's licenses in the uh, state of New York. We'll talk about that next on Just Plain Radio. Trust me, you don't want to be those guys. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So we're going to give you an aviation term, and you're going to write the definition of what you think it means on your board. Okay. Flying dirty. I think they were a little shocked at how dirty aviation can sound. Thrust. Cockpit. Suck, squeeze, bang, blow. So what do you think that'd be? Um, the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Come and fly away with me. This is Just Plain Radio. Gregor Copilot, that is me, Law Captain Dennis. All right, so uh, I was just flying away with Lufthansa uh, to Germany and the Maldives, came back on a Delta flight, uh, landed at JFK, and obviously, you know, this. Uh, this coronavirus thing. I, I was prepared. I, I figured I'm going to get delayed or we're going to get caught in all kinds of lines. I didn't really experience anything uh, checking in in the Maldives and then uh, flew through uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Everything went fairly smoothly. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary in that regard. But when we got to JFK and got back to the States, uh, I got off the airplane, get ready to go through customs. I was like, oh, hell no. There were people everywhere. And if I would have had to go through the uh, regular channels of customs, it would have easily taken, I'm guessing, minimum of an hour. And I probably would have made my flight because uh, they got me there on time. But, I, you know, I, obviously it would have been very aggravating. And I, I was so thankful that I had global entry because I went through the kiosk, did my thing, and I was out of there in five minutes. It was awesome. And uh, if that's not a testimonial for why you need this, I don't know what is. That thing is paid for, you know, paid for aggravation 10 times over. And it's a hundred bucks. I mean, for five years. Yeah. I mean, for five years. Right. It's a great deal. And you get TSA pre-check with it. So it's not just uh, for clearing customs. You do that one fee 
and you've got the fast lane for everything that you want to do. That is so true. And there's a lot of credit cards you can get right now that have that as an extra benefit, where if you charge global entry with the credit card, they actually give it to you for free. So I think the... Uh, I think the United Explorer card is one of those, by the way. But if you just Delta Google American it, Express does as well. Yeah, depending on what level a card you you uh, order, they do have that credit. So just look out for that. It's very. Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely worth every penny if you travel outside the country more than I'd say once or twice. Uh, because when you see those crowds, and you're like, oh god, this is going to take forever. And uh, you know, this was a mess. I mean, obviously, the coronavirus was having an effect on uh, the situation there at JFK, but I zipped right through it. Now, I get back home, and I see the news, and the folks in New York, unfortunately, are having that benefit taken away from them unless they figure out some other uh, alternative because Homeland Security just announced that uh, if you're in New York, because they are now issuing driver's licenses to illegal aliens or something like that. There's some issue between the, you know, the Trump uh, campaign. Well, not even the campaign, the uh, Homeland Security, because they're doing that. There's some security problem they're having with processing global entry applications and renewal. So they've just shut it down. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would blow all those folks in New York. If they won't be able to get their global entry, if they want it or God forbid, they already have it. It's time for them to renew. And now they find out they can't. Ugh. I would hate to be them. You hear what I'm saying, Dennis? Well, I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of new uh, New York, uh, Florida transplants. You know, there's already a pretty established pipeline of people retiring from New York to Florida, and it's just going to speed that up. Well, maybe, or they'll find, you know, they'll come up with some other alternative. I hope. I, I, I really hope they can resolve that because that is going to that is going to blow. Because once you have a benefit like that, you know, for me, even though I don't travel outside the country extensively, I travel a little bit, quite a bit, enough. Uh, and, uh, you know, now that I'm spoiled rotten and being able to zip right through the lines to have to go back and be treated like the common man, I don't know if I could deal with it. It'd be just yeah, enough I mean, to set it, me off. We, I kind of spoiled you with the Bahamas, too. You probably wouldn't want to go on a commercial carrier anymore after uh, dealing with the, what, one person in front of us at Customs in yeah, well, Fort Lauderdale? That, that is true. You want to take it one step up, you got to fly, uh, fly private and have your own aircraft, for sure. Now, uh, just before... We move on to some other news and information. I, I will cover the air, uh, aircraft. You were asking me during the commercial break, hey, what planes did you fly? Uh, it was mostly with Lufthansa uh, 747s. So we had two, four, and jealous. two, two, four, and twos. You know what I mean? And yeah. those two yeah. on either side. Yeah. The two on the side are the best, I think, for sure. Because then you only potentially have one person sitting next to you. You know, and uh, you know, once again, premium economy uh, was the way to go. They were nice. Um, I had some other folks that were flying the Dreamliner, and they said, yeah, you know, they were nice. The only thing they noticed different was that, you know, they have that uh, high-tech window where it automatically dims or whatever. Yeah, and so Mine, it slides. It's a, you just turn the knob and it darkens the glass. Yeah, some kind of high-tech thing. But other than that, I, I guess they're similar. I don't know. That's what they said to me. But I, I thought they were very comfortable. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary, really, uh, compared to other f flights. But I will say the flight from JFK back to Orlando, I had first class. And that sucked. <laughs> I was in the first row of first class. There's an old airplane, old seats. You know, they're big and wide and stuff. And the service is nice. The people are nice. 
and stuff. And I was like, these seats blow compared to what I just experienced for the last 20 hours in an airplane. I was expecting, you know, a full recline, being able to sleep. You know, even when you get into business class at Lufthansa, you know, we're, we're talking about fully flatted, uh, flat seats. You know, it's a, that kind of high tech stuff. Premium economy, not totally flat, but uh, probably reclined more than my first class seat back to Orlando from JFK. Once again, why can't we get this in the States? Come on. You can. You just have to be willing to pay for that first class ticket all of the time. Well, I'm. Well, I paid for it this time. Why didn't I get it? Why did they put me in a crappy old airplane? Come on, people. Anyway, uh, enough venting. I'm home. I'm glad to be home. And overall, the experience was, you know, considering how badly it could have went, uh, went pretty well from my perspective. I, w- I was expecting the worst. You know, anytime when you have four ten-hour flights. You know, on your flight plan, they're thinking, oh, this, give me a Valium or something, you know, knock me well, out. Isn't that why they have uh, free alcoholic drinks on the international flights? Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, I didn't have one drink on See, any there, of the flights. You did it wrong. No, I just, I, you know, when it, when I travel like that, I that usually doesn't help me. I just try to, you know, I eat all their meals. Their, their food, by the way, is pretty good, too. But uh, I, I didn't drink any. I'm a social drinker. I, if I'm a fly on a plane, I better be with people and, you know, maybe I'll have a cocktail with them or something. But when I'm sitting by myself, if I have a drink. It, it just kind of will keep me up. So I, I, I was a good boy and just was looking for, you know, comfort more than booze to, or, or narcotics to, to knock me out. I slept on most, out of three of the four, I slept pretty well. On one of them, it was, you know, kind of blue, but I watched a bunch of movies. And stuff like that. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, hopefully that'll give you a few little nuggets of knowledge to help you through, you know, your next long-haul flights that you have to book. Or better yet, just get your own private aircraft like Dennis has. You don't have to deal with any of it. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm gonna fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information, and just telling you about my travels. And maybe they'll make you a little bit more of an informed, at least long-haul traveler. A, little, a couple little tidbits to look out for. So, uh, you know, it was an adventure. You know, and actually what I ended up doing, diving for a week in the Maldives and hanging out at a, a big water sports show in Dusseldorf, Germany. That was the reason why I was doing all this stuff. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but, but the travel is part of the adventure as well. And that's how I look at it. And, you know, if you go in with the right mindset, that I think that's probably 90% of the challenge. And as our expectations continue to go lower and lower, sometimes we're pleasantly surprised. And that's kind of how things went. I, I would give, like like I said, Lufthansa uh, pretty, good, pretty good marks 
for doing the part of my adventure that they did. I'd give them at least a B, maybe B plus for what I got uh, for my money. But, uh, you know, you can make it even more of an adventure. Obviously, if you have your own aircraft, that makes the, the journey just that much more fun. But landing, you know, when it comes to clearing customs, you know, whether you've got global entry or not, we have found a new airport that you can hit, well, two countries uh, at the same time when you land. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. I was looking for uh, which airports I still haven't landed at in the state of Minnesota so I can, you know, fill out my little passport and get my stamps and happen to come across the Pine, uh, it's called Pine Creek. And the runway actually crosses the U.S.-Canadian border. And yeah. if you look at the chart supplement for it, it actually says the south parking ramp is in the United States and the north parking area is in Canada. And they have customs on the field and everything. So you can go in, you have to, if you fly and land from, to the south, you actually have to fly the pattern over Canada and land and roll out into the United States and obviously the other way around. So it looks like it could be a very interesting, fun little airport to go to. Sounds like a lot of extra paperwork to me. But once again, it's about the journey, not the destination. Or maybe it's a little combination of both in this case. I'm not sure. But it sounds like something that needs to get on the list. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Airplanes, airplanes, flying all around the sky. Do you think we can take off before he gets here? Airplanes, airplanes, flying way up high. They do that. Uh, this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. All right, so uh, I've been traveling the last couple of weeks and had quite uh, an adventure. Kind of took me out of the news loop, especially of what's been happening back home here in the States. Uh, didn't have access to a lot of news. I, of course, heard about Kobe Bryant. And, uh, you know, it's just a sad situation any, any way you look at it. Uh, I didn't really hear all the specifics. So what happened or what do we know at this point, Dennis? Anything uh, specific well, as far as what what caused that accident or what? Uh, it really sounds uh, like the consensus is it was poor weather and, you know, the pilot pushing ahead when they probably should have uh, diverted and landed somewhere else. It uh, doesn't sound like there was anything mechanically wrong with the airplane. It was just uh, a loss of control in low visibility and clouds. Yeah. Well, somebody made a bad decision to fly. It sounded like from what I saw, you know, is you know, if it was bad weather, whoever gave the clearance or maybe a pilot, I don't know. I don't want to point any fingers, but obviously it sounds like somebody made a a human error type mistake, you think? 
Yeah, he was definitely pushing it. Uh, he had applied for special VFR clearance through both Van Nuys and through Burbank's uh, um, Class Delta airspace. And at one point, he was hold, held for almost 12 minutes to allow airliners um, and other airplanes to do go-arounds uh, on missed approaches and things like that. So that should have been a, a pretty big uh Red wake flag. up call that you know yeah. this isn't uh this isn't so great mm-hmm. but you know i understand that you know this is one of those situations that the faa is really trying to push to pilots um and, and it's the whole um uh, external pressures problem right. you know you you've got you've got to be there you've got that bias of i took off on this plane and i'm going to this airport i'm going to land you know no matter what i'm going to you know i can get there it's not a problem and it's that type of thinking that the FAA is really trying to reset. Right. You know, he had many opportunities. He he went through two different controlled airports that he could have landed at and, you know, hired a car. But I'm sure the expectation was that I don't want to go through the hassle and tell my passenger I can't get them where they need to be and make them have to go through the headache of, you know, getting a rental car or getting a limo service or something to bring them to where they needed to be because it's only you know, two more minutes of flight time to get to Camarillo where they had planned to go. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you know, you wind up pushing a bad situation and the weather changes. And, you know, if you've ever been out in LA, uh, that marine layer can come rolling in thick and fast and you can get caught in it. And unfortunately I think that's what happened in this sure. situation. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it doesn't take the weather to make you want to fly as opposed to drive, uh, or vice versa there. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a well, mess. Wasn't it roads. just, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a new service that's going to start uh, in California called SOAR. Uh, I think it's like sail over the uh, other runways or something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. the whole idea was that they were going to be flying people over or float, float, fly over all traffic. They were going to, you know, take off from smaller airports and bypass the congestion and traffic jam from, you know, Orange County where Kobe took off from and landing at some of the northern airports like you need to get to Burbank or Instead of a four-hour drive and stuck in traffic on the 101 or whatever, you can just go right over it and be there in 15 minutes. Right, which so, is great if it, you know when the weather's fine, when everything works. Yeah. So I don't know. Hearts and prayers go out to everybody who was affected by that. Obviously, it's it's sad any way you look at it. But you know, once again, I was kind of out of the loop because I was traveling or cooped up on an airplane for 10 hours at a time. With uh, not much access to news and that type of stuff. I will say, on one of my flights, I did have one of those service animal situations. And it was fine. It was a little Yorkshire Terrier. And the dog was cute. Didn't stink or anything. I didn't poop in the eye hole or anything like that. Uh, It did bark once. And I was kind of like, that's kind of annoying. But uh, evidently, there's... What's that? Well, don't kick it. Like, well, they do that, you know, sometimes, you know, when you, when that, that keeps them from barking sometimes it not in this, you know, I'm kidding, of course, but, uh, you know, they, they are starting to crack down on this. Is, is that right? The FAA is actually trying to get a little bit more or get their, you know, hands around the service animal issues that we're having. Thank God I didn't well, see any horses or ponies or whatever that you, you see about actually miniature horses have been tried. I know. But, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And that's what the FAA is really trying to clamp down on. And they, they're acknowledging the problem because they're referring it to it as the petting zoo in the sky. Mm. Uh, there, anybody can get their pet, whether it's an iguana or a noisy goose or, you know, or their dog, of course, they can get it a vest and say that it's a service animal for an emotional support. 
but there's no training requirements. So what they're looking at doing now is clamping down on this and giving the airlines the ability to say that only dogs that have been through a certified approved training course will be eligible to be carried for free as um, a service animal. Right. Because a lot of people have been using this, hey, I'm going to take my dog and I'm going to get it a service animal uh, status. And then the carrier will you know, have to carry it for free. I won't have to pay the $100 fee to take my dog with as, as baggage. Mm. And so they're gaming the system at our expense. Yeah, screw that noise. If you want to take your dog or whatever animal you want to bring, you've got to at least pay for it. Come on. I mean, it, and, you know, I don't care how cute it is. Little Yorkshire Terrier, nice little you know, puppy dog, whatever. And they may be cute. But remember, these are your dogs. They're not mine. It's like your own kid's. You may think they're the cutest thing in the world, uh, and I may but, think, oh, my but God. But Greg doesn't want to hear it yelling and screaming. Exactly. Get it away from me. It's about damn time that they uh, clamp down on this or at least get their, uh, you know, get their heads around it to kind of just, uh, you know, nip it into bud because it's just getting ridiculous. You know, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess, right? Right. And Delta is really trying to step up their whole, um, and, you know, like dog carrying program, they've actually um, partnered with another company for much better uh, kennels that can be used to safely transport the animals. Uh, they've got self-filling water dishes and things like that to help uh, keep them safe. And they're also supposed to be chew proof so they can't, you know, get loose because that's been a problem. You know, some of these dogs are able to get out of the a typical pet carrier and then you've got uh, an air, a dog running loose in the terminal or something like that. And so they're they're working to make it more acceptable to the uh, animal owners that those animals are transported safely, even if they're not directly you know under the seat in front of them. Well, yeah, they, that would be in the cargo hold, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Correct. where they belong. They're animals. Hello. Anyway, okay, I vented enough. Uh, what else has been going on in the news that I've missed? Well, we got a Florida man uh, playing with lasers and shining uh, sheriff's helicopters. That's generally a bad thing to do. Mm, yes. Okay, so they actually caught somebody doing this finally? Well, he was lazing them, and they went and turned around, and they filmed the whole thing and brought the brought the crews in and arrested the guy right there, completely clueless. And so he's facing some jail time for for uh, aiming you know, lasers at helicopters. So just remember, kids, don't do it. Well, who it's was filming the them? I mean, uh, the, hel- the, the sheriff, uh, you know, he saw them uh, shining the light, and so they started recording it from the helicopter as he was, you know, trying to laze the helicopter. And so they had the whole thing on film right up to the arrest. Wow. Okay, so let that be a lesson to you laser pointer idiots. They're watching you, and they have the cameras that can zoom in and uh, see your beady little eyes. I never, you know, I never thought about that, but I guess they, they, they probably are pretty equipped to be able to do that. If, if they see a laser pointer uh, light up the cockpit, they should be able to zero it down pretty quick, wouldn't they? And yep, that's what that's, happened. And that's exactly case. what they did. I mean, they've got, you know, forward looking infrared and all this kind of stuff. And the lasers do show up really well and they're recording it all. You know, that's how you get all these uh, great news footage of these uh, chases and whatnot. And mm. so. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, there you the go. The guy tried to hide and they were able to direct the, the ground squads right to where he was. And Did he say why he was doing this idiotic uh, I, I you know, think thing? he was a little mentally unstable, but oh, I think that was okay. covered when I mentioned Florida man. Right. I I forgot about that part. Okay, yeah, we have uh, some tendencies that have, well, they, they uh, a lot of times expose 
the lack of uh, intelligence that we exhibit sometimes here being in Florida. I'm not one of those, even though I live here. That doesn't make me a Florida man, does it? Or does it? You're, you're the exception that proves the rule. Is that it, Greg? Thank you. Uh, wait a minute. What did you just say? <laughs> anyway, we have a ton of stuff to cover here on Just Plain Radio. So, uh, I don't know. We'll navigate some more uh, through that. Also, I don't know. We got a couple more little tips for commercial flights that you might want to take into account for your next uh, you know, long haul or even domestic flight. Few more extra little nuggets of knowledge to make your flying just that much more enjoyable. Next on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer. In the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium. Instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Talk about soaring like a bird. What? Because we're as high as a bird, we're going twice as fast. Do me a favor, take the controls for a second, will you? I'm just messing with you, kid. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're a funny guy. You got it. When I go around and suck When I fly high like a bird up in the sky. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information, and providing just a few tips to make your flying just that much more enjoyable. 
Now, uh, I have incorporated a lot of these ideas and techniques uh, for some time, but uh, this may be new to you if you don't fly as often, or you may just, you know, it just may be uh, news to you that you can take advantage of some of these things to get your seat selection just right for your preference. What is the key here, Dennis? Well, the key is research. Um, So first of all, don't book a basic economy. If you want to be guaranteed the absolute worst plane on, uh, or seat on the plane, that would be a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because basic economy generally means you're going to get a middle seat. You're All not going to get a self-assigned seat. Yep, right. it's going to be in the back. Heck, it may even be by the middle seat by the lavatory in the back. So you got everybody queuing up outside of your aisle and, you know, right. odors like, wafting. Yeah, uh, no thanks. Like, Is that me? Oh, whew. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so, not a good good thing. But you know, on the downside, or oh, well, sometimes you might get lucky. You know, so if you're play, rolling the dice on price, uh, you can potentially do okay doing that. But just remember, you're going to have a crappy seat potentially, and uh, you got to have your expectations extremely low. So uh, ways to avoid this, if you're like me, I don't like rolling the, the dice. If, if I'm going to fly someplace, I want to know where I'm, I'm going to be sitting. I want to uh, pick my seat if I can. And, you know, I, I don't want to pay an arm and leg, of course. But, you know, just knowing what you can expect or not expect is a little peace of mind for me. So how can we do this? Well, research your aircraft. So when you're booking your ticket, you know, be be looking at what types of planes you're flying. Uh, you know, I do fly a lot for work and I'll see, you know, a lot of times you'll see options. You may be able to fly uh, a nonstop to your destination, but it's on maybe a regional carrier that's flying like a Canada or CRJ. Well, if that's the case, then don't plan on bringing your carry-on luggage unless you want to wait for it in the jetway. Um, or, you know, look at the, the type of airplane you're flying. Uh, I found that on some of the, uh, some of the airliners, uh, the exit rows are really good. And some of them even have like a missing seat in front of certain, uh, certain rows. So that mm-hmm. if you book that window seat in the exit row, you actually have no seat in front of you. You can stretch your legs all the way out with, and have plenty of room. Uh, so just, it pays to look at the type of plane you're flying. Cause it, it may vary, you know, you might have an Airbus 320, a 737, 757, Look and see. And a lot of those have these really neat little spots where there's maybe even just one seat all by itself as part of the exit row. Sure. Uh, And how you know this, obviously, they tell you what aircraft is going to fly your route. uh, But then there's a website called Seat Guru that I use extensively. And that's one of the research items that was on your list, right? You use this. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Seat Guru will tell you not just, uh, you know, where the seats are located, but who's, you know, what the seat pitch is. So you have an idea of how much space is in between the rows and if it makes sense to maybe upgrade to, in Delta's case, Comfort Plus or a business class or premium economy, depending what the carrier calls it. Um, you know, it'll help you make those decisions and be a lot more comfortable on your trip. No doubt. You know, they, they color code the seat. So if you have a yellow seat, that means there could be an issue with that particular seat. If it's green, that means it's a, a bonus that you have extra room or whatever. Or and if it's just plain white seat and seat guru, that just means it's standard. But uh, it's all pretty self-explanatory. But once you get the type of aircraft... Uh, well, you don't even need that. Once you get your flight number and the day you're flying, you can plug it into Seat Guru. It'll pull up the flight and say, okay, this is the plane you're on. Uh, where's your seat? And here's the seats available or, 
you know, you have to bounce back between your airline website or, or where they're assigning you a seat and go back and forth from seat guru and see like, Hey, I could get this upgrade and this, this is a green one. Oh yeah. You know, uh, and if you, if you still wind up, you know, rolling the uh, snake eyes there, uh, you know, you always have the option on the day of the flight or 24 hours prior, when you do your check-in, you want to go and look at the seats because a lot of those seats may have just opened up. Mm-hmm. What will happen is the frequent flyers get their uh, upgrades into first class or into the premium cabin and the seats that they had previously booked, which might've been those, you know, coveted exit row seats are now suddenly available. So if you can get in there and you can probably get a free uh, upgrade into a better seat, you know, by looking at where those holes suddenly opened up. Right. So you do that uh, electronically on check-in. Now, the other thing I always do, if I'm still not totally happy with the seat that I have, is when I get to the gate, I go talk to the lady and I'd be real nice. Like, hey, uh, you know, does there happen to be any other extra rows available? If you do it and right. It wouldn't before. hurt you to bring a bag of like Hershey Kisses or something for them. Right. You know, those, those people work Kill them with kindness. Butter them up. And candy. Right. Definitely. It, it helps. Uh, but, but I, you know, more than once that's been, uh, you know, uh, an upgrade option uh, for me. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times when you do it electronically, when you check in 24 hours in advance, uh, the computer only gives you this option. Like you said, there could be some seats that open up, but a lot of times, even at that point, depending on the carrier, they'll charge you, you know? So if you see an exit row, it'll say, well, yeah, you can get this exit row now, but it's going to cost, you know, 50 bucks. But if you go to the gate. And they still have seats available, though usually a lot of times they'll give it to you for free if it's available. That's what I have found. Have you found that too? Maybe. Um, I have. Yeah. A lot of times they'll they'll switch you up and give you a better seat right at the gate. Or if you have a problem where, you know, you can't get you and your travel companion together, um, a lot of times they can make that happen because they do hold back some of the seats from being pre-booked just for that reason. Yeah. And I was talking to a uh, flight attendant. Uh, who was in the group that I was traveling with, and she told me that money is king. It really does work. They are bribable. On that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's up, everybody? Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 